Everyone do me a favor and close your eyes. <laughs> Unless, of course, you're driving, then obviously don't do that. But think back to your childhood and your favorite types of candy that you used to eat. Nom, 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 nom. Now, I guarantee everyone has at least tried a Jolly Rancher before, so think about that for a second. Reaching into your pocket, peeling back the wrapper, yes! which sometimes was a little difficult if the Jolly Rancher was in your pocket all day and was kind of melted. You guys know what I'm saying. Oh, no. But then, finally popping that sweet, sweet rock of sugar into your mouth. Now tell me this. What flavor did you just put into your mouth? If you said green apple, then f*** you. The correct answer is watermelon. Which brings us to our sponsor for today's episode. And no, our sponsor is not Jolly Ranchers this week. Our sponsor is actually my personal favorite shampoo, Suave for Kids. 3-in-1 Watermelon Shampoo Conditioner and Body Wash. Oh my. This shampoo will change your life. Shut up and take my money! I mean, imagine a liquefied version of Watermelon Jolly Ranchers that you can use to clean every crevice of your body. This sh is the real deal, son. It's tear-free, so you never have to worry about nearly going blind. My eyes! Like when other shampoos get in your eyes. And the best part? They're our sponsor. So that means you can go to suave.com right now to order your bottle today. And don't forget to use the promo code Fergs Wada Malone. That's promo code Fergs Wada, W A T A, Malone, M A L O N E. And you'll get 1% off your purchase when you order 10 or more bottles of Suave for Kids 3 in 1 Watermelon Shampoo, Conditioner, and Body Wash. And now, let's start the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the official, unofficial Ferg's Live Live podcast. I'm Paul E.D., and I'm Brando. What up? What up? What up? And we're here to uh, chat about last night's game in uh, the B plus league over there, uh, Brandon Ice Sports Forum. So, our our team this season, uh, we lost our first game last week. We're zero one, and we're going into a tilt with Winter Circle, a team that we are very familiar with. We played them quite often. And to give you guys a description of Winter Circle, they are a bunch of kids. Uh, to say it kindly, I think the youngest kid is nineteen. And probably the oldest is 24. They're all nice guys, though. We, uh, you know, we're a little tough on them sometimes. They don't like us per se, but we don't mind them, and we played them consistently. So, you know, typically it's a, usually a good fast game, and last night was no different. I wouldn't say they're really all nice guys. I mean, they took what at least seven, eight minor penalties on us: slashing, hooking, checking, you name it, man. I mean, it, it definitely was getting pretty chippy out there um, probably halfway through the game but why don't you talk us uh, talk us through a little bit about uh, the beginning of the game and uh, we'll kind of go from there yeah I mean I, I guess I could say they just on that note they're not the dirtiest of teams like they get a little hacky like the rest of them a little chipping stuff like that and they cry a lot but um, 
they're not the dirtiest teams. Like most of these kids are 150 pounds, it feels like. So uh, anyway, um, we uh, we start with a real fast game. Uh, first period, it, it's a little bit tight. It's moving pretty quick. Um, they get up the first goal on us with just a kind of a lucky shot, maybe um, on their second shot of the game. They didn't have many in the first period. And um, we came back, and Walsh, had a nice little dangle-dangle and uh, put it in to tie it up. And we finished the first period one-to-one. And even though we were we were out playing them, the score showed one to one. But there was a lot of open room on the ice last night, didn't you think so? I felt like that the passing was was coming together much better than last week, and there's a lot of space. The passing definitely was a lot better. Um, I was still throwing way too much sauce, and the puck was still hopping over everyone's stick throughout the game. But I think overall, we were definitely moving the puck really well. They were forechecking hard. I feel like right out, like right off the gate, they were they they were coming hard at us, but. It's almost like they started backing off and giving us more room. Um, I remember several times on the breakout getting the puck on the point and looking up and nobody was forechecking anymore. Gave our forwards some time to curl back with speed and then we can move through the neutral zone into their zone um, pretty much on demand. And I think that when they scored that first goal in the first period, I think that Russell was saying that was probably their actual first shot on net. So. Yeah, yeah way, way, to go, way to go, Russ. Nice job. Nice save, buddy. <laughs> yeah, some bad fancy numbers if he was on my fancy team. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right, so getting into the second period, man. Things started kind of picking up a little bit, getting a little bit more intense. Yeah, things, uh, you know, they definitely backed off and more open ice was coming out. And so as we moved the puck more, things got chippy because they, they couldn't seem to slow us down. So they were definitely trying to hook us and and trip us and do things like that. Um, there was actually a lot of penalties in the second period um, for them put us on the power play a lot and um, a lot of whining by them. I mean, it's funny, you know, anyone who's played with us or played against us, our Ferg's Live group, we're typically silent grinders. I mean, we'll, we'll not shy away from chirping with anyone, but we don't really whine to the refs a lot. You know, these guys are just, every single time they got touched, they would just cry and cry to the refs, which is, you know, not our style. And sometimes it's only one or two guys on a team, but when the whole team is just... I don't know. These guys were just, uh, they just couldn't get things going. They were getting frustrated, and they just, all they could do was just chirp. Uh, they couldn't get the puck from us. They took penalties. We went on the power play. Uh, did we have any power play goals on You know, I don't know if we had power play goals. Almost a shorty, to be honest with you, at one point. But um, I, I uh, think we did score a shorty. Did we? Just yeah, Coca scored when he was in front of the net. Oh, that was, yeah. So, so yeah, I think that was the second goal. We had, um, you know, we had some good chances. Uh, on my line, I'm with Walshy and Brad, and, and Walshy came out of the left side and laced a snipe that was aiming for that top corner, and he just hit bar out. And I was right in front of the net, and I'll tell you, that would have been a highlight goal if it went in, but it didn't. Uh, however, probably a couple minutes later, Brad, yeah, on a, on a penalty kill, had a breakaway, and he went um, had some good movement on that, and he went backhand and just missed on that. But he kept his composure and got the rebound to Coca, who was following up. And Coca was all alone in front. And I don't know what this guy did, but it looked like he danced his way out of a box or something and did about seven different moves in three seconds to, to find his hole in this goalie and score a second goal for us. Yeah, the goalie was scrambling. I mean, somehow we were shorthanded, yet we had uh, all four of our guys in their zone and Coca just alone. Nobody around him within, I'd say, probably 20 feet. So when he got that puck, he's literally standing on the top of the crease. 
And uh, it almost kind of reminded me of uh, Nathan McKinnon when he scored in the, what was it, the World Championships when they played the North American oh, team. Oh, yeah. And he was against uh, Lundqvist. Henrik Lundqvist yeah. Yeah, in Sweden. Yeah. he just walk in, a little dangle, dangle, fucking Snape. <laughs> it was beautiful. I will say that. Um, after that, we, uh, as the chippiness continues on, there was one of their players that actually um, kind of just lined the block and, and hit him, which is honestly highly unusual. First of all, to take the guy out is super rare. He must have just caught him at the right angle. But um, the guy basically signed his own death warrant. Like, hitting Locke is not anyone you want to hit. And when Locke went down, I just saw this fire in his eyes when he got up. And he was, you know, in lock mode. And we did get a, a delayed penalty call on that. And as every people were kind of looking at the hit, Brian was able to... Uh, you know, basically put a one-timer from the slot in and get us up 3-0. So thank you to that guy for, um, you know, whatever he did, <laughs> giving us the opportunity to score again. I had an opportunity to talk to Locke on the way home after the game, and I was asking him about that because, you know, you obviously don't see Locke in uh, full-on laid out like that. And uh, he admitted that he saw it coming, but uh, he made the pass. He took the hit for the team. Um, and, you know, I didn't even know that we scored because I was on the bench, and I know uh, Paul, you were too, right? You I was. I was. Yeah, I was yelling at this guy because he was yeah, chirping a bit. We're chirping the guy that hit lock, and I'm yelling at the ref for not calling a penalty and stuff. And everyone's lining up at center ice. I have no idea what's going on. I'm still yelling at the ref for calling a penalty or giving the guy at least a four minute. And it turns out we actually scored. So I, I guess that that makes it a little bit easier to to take. But you never want to see one of your guys get laid out like that, and especially when somebody like Locke can just on demand just decide to snap your neck whenever he wants to it's just I highly recommend not trying to get into a fight with that man so that kid is is pretty lucky that Locke uh, he just played it off as you know hey it's hockey man it is what it is yeah I'll tell you and um kudos to Locke and making the right play to get the puck up and keeping his composure on that because there's some people we would have played with uh in previous Ferg seasons that probably would have lost their mind when something like that happened, so no, nobody comes to mind. Uh, nobody comes to mind. Can't think of any. I can think of two. <laughs> no, 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 nobody that I know. I well, don't think anybody else can think of somebody specifically either. So, so at this point, it's three one, and then um, as we're just taking it to him, the momentum is all in our favor. Um, I actually got the puck and cruised down the left side on a two on one. Um, I decided to take the shot. I went high blocker. The rebound came out to me, and then uh, once again, Coca swung down, and I got him the puck. Uh, some, or somehow he ended up with the puck. I'm not really sure how. It's kind of a blur. And this guy scores from basically on the goal line. Just uh, The goalie was down and out, and Coca puts in a, a no-angle shot up top and another beautiful goal to make it 4-1. to one. A no-angle shot is really, I mean, he was like feet on the goal line in the corner and somehow sniped far side, bar down, ski bar in. I mean, unbelievable shot. The goalie was nowhere to be found. He was just flopping around in the crease somewhere. But, man, what a slippery little fucker that Coca is, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's why we we decided he was player of the game last night. And we're actually going to have him on for uh, one of our guest calls pretty soon. So we'll get back to that. But, yeah, he, uh, he did a hell of a job last night. So um, Okay, well, what else? I mean, just kind of a little bit of extra chippiness going into the end of the game there. I know Paulie kind of got wrapped up with somebody. What happened there at the end? You know, as silly as it was, um, on that third period, I, it was in a neutral zone, and there was a loose puck, and I chipped it up to, I think it was Brad, to enter the zone, and uh, one of their guys, number 66, uh, 
yeah, what a joke, 66 for a defenseman anyway. Might as well wear number 99 out there, <laughs> Yeah, buddy. might as well. Uh, basically, just kind of you know, rubbed me out along the boards, took me out of the play. Not hard. Hey, it didn't happen, but definitely took me out of the play while Brad and Walsh, entered the zone. And uh, as I finally separated from him, I gave him a tap on the leg because I just wanted him to know I was there. Hey, he took me out of the play. It happens, you know. And uh, I think the guy lost his mind. It was very similar to, uh, do you remember that play when um, Matt Tuchuk hit uh, Witowski on the leg with a little tap? Oh, yeah. Tuchucky Jesus, man. I love that kid. And freaking bench, uh, a line brawl happened after that. I mean, this guy, so I hit this kid, not hard. I I doubt he even left a bruise. And basically, he's trying to headhunt me now. The whole bench is chirping me. I mean, they're treating me like I'm Brad Marchand out there when basically it's just, you know, it's just it's funny this double standard when teams want to hit you and hack you and stuff, and then the minute you touch them, they can't handle it. I wish that they could just take it like men and just move on. Yeah, man, I got uh, I got hit in the neck with a high stick, and they called a penalty on it. But the guy had the puck in the neutral zone right at the red line. I took the angle away from him. He either had to dangle through me, which, as you guys know, is fucking impossible. <laughs> um, so I, the only option for him was to dump it in. So he went to dump it, and his follow-through poked me in the neck. So I don't know what kind of a hero this kid's trying to be, trying to just lace one around the boards as hard as he can to where he's following through all the way above my shoulders and into my neck. But that's just unreal, man. I mean, some of these kids are just such pussy farts out there, though. That's all they can do is just run their mouth and just chirp, chirp, chirp. Um, but at the end of the day, man, we walked away with the W, and uh, now we are one and one on the season. That's right. So uh, good job from the Ferg's team, and uh, hopefully we're going to extend that winning streak next week and keep it going, boys. So uh, let's get to our guest interview today, Mike Coca. Not a big deal. Hey, Michael Coca, you here? This is uh, Paulie D and Brando. What up, what up? Hey, uh, how's it going, guys? Hey. Good. Welcome to the podcast. This is uh, the official, unofficial Ferg's Live Live podcast, and uh, we're happy you could join us today. Um, player of the game last night, by the way, with two uh, nice goals. We're, we're pretty happy with your performance, so we wanted to get you on and uh, talk to the people for a minute. So you're, you're giving me player of the game, then? Yeah. We are all giving you player of the game. Yes. You don't think you deserve it after last night's performance? Uh, I mean, two goals is two goals, but uh, there's some big defensive plays out there. You know, Russ only letting in one goal, but I'll take it. <laughs> You're sweet. You'll take it and you'll enjoy it. How about that? Yeah, it sounds good to me. All right. So uh, just, you know, while I have you on, um, you are the newest member of the Ferg's team. And uh, as uh, the, new, the new guy joining, we wanted to ask you, you know, how would you compare your experience to other beer league teams being uh, with the Ferg's crew and uh, the tight knit group that we have? So I will say this experience has been awesome. Um, I mean, coming on as a rookie is always a, a challenge, but everything was, everyone was very welcoming. Um, I will say my previous teams, even though we play beer league, this is the only team that I've played on where there are beers after every single game. It doesn't <laughs> matter if the game's at 11, 11 PM, get off the ice at 1230 there's still beers after the game. Um, but, yeah, just being a tight-knit team, it's, uh, it's been a great experience so far. You're telling me that you've played on other teams that don't drink beers afterwards? This is the beer leagues, buddy. Uh, I, I have to say yes, and it's been multiple teams. And 
there's guys from the rink that come into the locker room and they say, hey, throw down some money and they'll have a, a cooler of beer waiting for you in the locker room when you're done. No one ever throws down money. So it's been uh, play the game, shower up and head home. Well, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on our podcast and, of course, on the First Life team, buddy. We're, we're all really excited to have you. Um, I have a quick question that was also, um, I believe, a fan question last week that I wanted to ask you as well. It's what's your, ba- what's your best asset that you bring to the team, both on and off the ice? Oh, good question. Good question. Well, on the ice, I mean, obviously, it's, it's goals. I proved it <laughs> yesterday. I got, I got two goals last night um subpar defensive play i mean that's what the beer leagues is all about so just being just above average is how you excel in beer leagues um so i'd say those are two pretty good uh on ice assets um off the ice you know i'm i'm quiet sometimes but i'm always down to hang out the boys have a laugh have a drink um i'll bring the beers when needed but uh i'm always willing to just Go out, have some fun, and just go out with a bang. I'm still stuck on that last question. I can't believe you didn't have beers on the other teams, man. You've been you've been doing it wrong your whole life. Uh yes, I've been out of college for since 2013, so four years of beer league now, or maybe five, and this is the first. <laughs> so, so let me ask you. Um, that actually segues into what what I was thinking. Um, you know, from Chicago originally, but you played in Central Michigan, and now you're in Florida, and Last week, we talked about how, um, you know, myself, I got to play with Brian and Russ in college uh, with UCF, national champs, no big deal. Uh, but you have that bond with uh, those guys and Reese as well. Um, you know, Reese, Brandon, Bowen. Um, what's it like playing with these guys again? Did you ever think you'd be in this position to be skating with some buddies down in Florida? I would have never thought this uh, day would come. Um, so my freshman year, and in college, I was a rookie. I think Brandon was either a senior or super senior. Um, <laughs> he took me under his wing. I still remember days uh, getting a bottle of Boone's Farm, me, him, and Marasco, and just <laughs> out maybe playing a little bit of Xbox uh, back at Brandon's place. But uh, I never thought this day would come. Um, just from how much fun we had that freshman year, um, how much fun we had in the alumni games and stuff, um, just being able to be with these guys again, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. What's the biggest difference that you see in my game from playing in college to playing in beer leagues? Um, I do miss the big hits. Um, I will say we had, uh, some big defense. Um, we had them ranging from about six, seven to maybe ranging to about the smallest six foot, maybe six, two two being Marasco, but he was a big boy. Um, but just seeing you lay the body every single night, um, crushing kids. And even if you took a bad, you know, taking the hit back, you know, probably hurt yourself a couple times. It was just a pleasure. Uh, it was awesome seeing that. Wow, man. You're going to make me tear up over here. That's so sweet of <laughs> you to say those kind words, man. Uh, I wish I could have seen the days when Brando was lighting guys up. Uh, he's just – too nice of a guy out there in the beer leagues, man. He's a, he's a gentleman and a skater out there. Yeah. And I, I will say, uh, even though I talked about his big hits, uh, he was a scorer too. Um, my very first game, I'm um, actually back in, in DePaul in Chicago. I got my first assist and guess who scored the goal? Brando. Nice. It was a beautiful pass. I'll never forget it. I'm pretty sure I only scored maybe two goals that season though. So <laughs> that, 
David, that's again, for the kind words, buddy. Um, well, listen, man. Again, going back to your to your roots and being from Chicago. Um, for people who have never been to Chicago, or maybe people that go every now and then for hockey tournaments or whatnot, if you had to recommend like a must see or a must do for anybody that's going to make a trip to Chicago, what would you say? Um, they just have to go by the water, um, Lake Michigan. I mean, you guys get Lake Michigan on the Michigan side, but, um, just being there, everyone's there, um, ranging from ages 16, which I don't hang out with those kids anymore, but anyone up to their fifties, man, it's, it's the place to be. Um, there's restaurants, bars everywhere. Um, in the summer, the weather is beautiful in the spring and fall it's meh in the winter. It's fucking terrible. So that's why I'm glad in Florida, but, um, yeah, you just got to go to Lakeshore. That's uh, the best place you could be. You talk I'm sorry about, if you're hearing background noise. It's pouring out right now. Uh, are you talking about my uh, castaways down there on the beach? Of Lake that's Michigan? the spot. You know, that's the spot. North Avenue Beach. I've been there a few times myself. It is pretty beautiful. Yeah. Did you have a blast there? I did. I got drunk there like everyone that's... else. <laughs> hey, well, one more, one more quick question about Chicago, and then we'll kind of move on here. Um, Chicago is known for their deep dish pizzas, of course. Now, being down here in Florida, where is the best place to get some pizza around here? If you found a good spot, I haven't gone once. Um, the only pizza I ever see, and I'm actually right in front of one right now, fucking Domino's. Oh, um, I had Papa John's. The oh, last come on, it's terrible. <laughs> I know it's terrible. Um, and I didn't even order it, so like it was just given to me. So I was like, "Well, I'm gonna eat this pizza," but nothing compares. Um, do you have any recommendations? You guys have been here for a while. I mean, it's just there's nothing I'm seeing so far. Uh, no, no recommendations. You'll figure that shit out. Uh, to move things on, buddy, uh, we're going to give you a, a few quick questions. It's going to be like a quick hits trivia round, okay? I'm okay. going to ask you a question, and you immediately you – have, you have two seconds to answer it. So don't think long. Just give me your answer. These are all hockey-related, okay? So I'm going to fill the – Yep, a little lightning round, exactly. So I'm going to give you the first question. You'll throw your answer out, and I'll follow it up with the next two, and we'll, we'll be done, okay? All right, I can't wait. All right, here we go. First question. Who's the best player to ever wear a Chicago Blackhawks jersey? Patrick Kane. Who's the best player to ever wear a Tampa Bay Lightning jersey? Brad Richards. What? Who's the best player to ever wear a Ferg's Live jersey? Brando. Wow. Wow. Good answers, bud. Good answers. All right, man. Well, thank you for uh, coming on the show today. We appreciate your time and um, taking a few minutes out chatting with us. And, um, you know, we will see you back on the ice next Monday when we play another big team. All right. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I'm a longtime listener. You know, it's, it's been a week, so I'm, I'm here to stay and I'm going to keep listening to you guys. Keep it up. We, we appreciate your support, buddy, and we'll, we'll look forward to having you on again shortly, maybe even in the studio next time. All right. Can't wait. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. See you later. Bye. This week's podcast is brought to you by PickupLines.com. Do you find yourself at the rink bar after each game swiping right again and again and matching up and not knowing what to say? Then Pickup Lines is for you. PickupLines.com is a discreet membership that will send you a new proven line every morning to add to your arsenal. They won't send you any cheesy lines, 
where you're asking if they were hurt when they fell from heaven or telling them if they're from Tennessee because there are only 10 UC or anything like that. These lines are professional lines. They're developed in a lab and they're tested thoroughly before being sent to your phone each morning. Every line is handcrafted to your user profile and has been proven to get the conversation started and get you scoring on and off the ice. PickupLines.com is so confident in their product that you can join in for free for the first month with our promo code, FERGS10. That's F-E-R-G-S-1-0. All right, this is the segment in our show that um, we have some fan questions for everyone. Our uh, producer, our Bry Guy, uh, passed these over in the studio for us. And uh, a couple questions for us, Brando. Um, Shoot. First one is uh, from uh, Rinkrat36. And uh, they write, Will the Fergs team ever have a third jersey coming out? And if so, how can a fan get their hands on one? Uh, that's a great question. Um, are we going to have a third jersey? Uh, yeah, we're actually in the works of creating a third jersey right now, but I think when we get that third jersey, we're actually going to burn the white one, so I guess they'll technically be our second jerseys after we get that, but uh, can a fan get one? I mean, if we had more people coming to the games, uh, maybe you know we can do some sort of giveaways or something like that, maybe like toss a puck at center ice in the intermission of the games, who knows, man, I mean... We have to get some people to the games first. Um, really, in my opinion, it's not enough to just email us in some questions. I mean, come to our games, watch us dangle and snipe and go bar down skis, and then have some beers with us afterwards, and then you might get a jersey. Actually, I like that. I think our jerseys are kind of earned, not bought. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Good. Well said. And, and yes, uh, our white jerseys, the, most of our fans know, uh, have taken a lot of wear and tear over the years. I think they're going to be retired very soon, so this will be our second jersey when it comes. Um, second question from Avs fan number nine. Do you guys tape your sticks from heel to toe or toe to heel? Oh, good question. Uh, I don't know about you, Polly, but I am very meticulous about how I tape my stick, as I'm sure most hockey players are. But I tape from heel to toe, and then I use my little purple scissors to cut uh, the outside of the toe to make it nice and flush. That way there's no leftover tape out there. And then I use, uh, I use a puck that I've had for probably going on 15 years now that knocked out some teeth back in the day. I use that to kind of swipe on the white tape and make some black lines on it. And then I finish it off with uh, some good old Howie's sex wax because that just increases my dangles tenfold. That is quite meticulous. Um, you know, I also I also tape my stick heel to toe. I don't really know of any guys in the room that do toe to heel. Do you think of offhand? Um, I'd like to hear if they do. I'd like to hear. I, I've heard players that do that. I personally am a heel to toe kind of taper. Um, I don't use any scissors. I actually like to keep my toe open. And um, I like to go with the wax. I don't use a puck. Uh, but hey, everyone's got their own process. That's right, man. But... Uh... You know, keep these questions coming in. Uh, think about for next week's Epi, if you want to get your questions in, submit them early. Uh, that way we can get you guys featured on here. Uh, Polly, do you have anything else before we wrap up today's episode? I got one last one. And we've actually had a number of emails from this guy. But um, this one, you know, addresses a good concern. So this is from um, someone we've, we've had an organization known as Ryan Borak. And uh, Ryan asked... Um, 
Is the rumor true that Brandon on the Ferg's team might retire in May after the birth of his child? And I have heard that around the rink a few times. You want to address that? <laughs> no, that's that's so funny. Like I hear these rumblings around the rink. I don't know who's starting these <laughs> these rumors, man. But obviously, yeah, I'm gonna be having a baby here coming up in May, and I'm super excited about it. But you know, I stopped playing on Sundays in Ellington so I could focus all my time playing with the Ferg's boys on Monday night. So. I mean, unless I got a sick kid at home or something's going on, I don't really expect to miss any games ever for the rest of my rest of my career, man. I mean, I'm I'm Ferg's born and bred, and I plan to retire here eventually, and hopefully uh, get number 44 hanging up in the rafters with the guys. And I mean, that's not going to happen if I stop playing now. So I need to I need to keep going. What about you, Paul? Are you thinking about having kids here pretty soon? I'm sure maybe you might retire or something. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think uh, our family will expand at one point, but I'm not going anywhere. Um, I hope to play until I can't walk anymore. So uh, I think that will sell both the rumors for uh, for everyone out there. And uh, we appreciate everyone tuning into the show today. Uh, look for us next week um, to recap next week's game on Tuesday. Have a good day, everyone. This is Paulie D. And Brando, we'll see you later. Bye!